Welcome to the Christian Bay Podcast, where Christ and culture connects. Grab your journal. You are watching a master at work. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Christian Bay TV and Podcast, where Christ and culture connects. I pray that you guys are having a wonderful day. As you guys see from the title, today we're talking about Study the Shift, and we're coming from the book of 2 Chronicles, chapter 32. So grab your journals. So as you guys know, I have a photo shoot today. I've been telling you guys about it in the previous podcast. And this morning I got up and I was brushing my teeth and doing my morning routine. As I was finishing up with my morning routine, I took my moisturizer and I put it back in my cabinet in my bathroom. And if you guys follow me on Instagram or have been looking at the vlogs, I reorganized my cabinets in my bathroom. So when I went to put the moisturizer back, it caused all the other skincare products to shift. So then after I put it back, I had to go and I had to fix the other skincare products that I had in that same bin. And I had to put them back the way that they were before I put the moisturizer in. And what God said to me in that moment is study the shift. And the Holy Spirit began to speak to me and show me how sometimes we can allow things to come into our life. And even though it fits, it shifts everything else that's already there. See, we trick ourselves sometimes and we think, well, if it fits, then it must belong here. But sometimes it fits, but it shifts everything else. So it may have shifted your focus or it may have shifted the structure that you had, or it may have shifted your prayer life, or it may have shifted how consistent you were with your content, how consistent you were with the gym, how consistent you were with praying every night now it has shifted because you got that boy to talk to now this job has shifted how consistent you were with going to church on sunday because you got to clock in for work on monday now this opportunity has shifted how much you read your devotional because you up early and studying for whatever you need to do with this new opportunity god said just because something fits into your life doesn't mean it doesn't have an effect on the things that's already in your life you have to study the shift when you allow people or things or opportunities opportunities to come into your life because sometimes they fit perfectly but they shift everything else so when I put in my moisturizer the other products that I had standing up in the bin they shifted backwards and I had to go and rearrange it so that the products could get back how they were before I put the moisturizer back and God said it's important for you to study the shift before you welcome someone into your life before you welcome a new job before you welcome a new activity or you welcome a new opportunity it's important for you to study the shift and ask yourself how is this going to shift the structure that I already have how is this going to shift my daily routine how is this going to shift the way and the time that I spend with God how is this shifting me or if you've already accepted that new thing it's important for you to do some evaluating and say who was I before this thing and who am I now so that you can really see whether this thing shifted you for the better or for the worse, God said it's important to study the shift. And as I did my quiet time and I continued to sit down and digest everything that God was saying, he showed me that the enemy will allow certain things to come in our life. And we think because it fits, then it must be good. But sometimes the enemy allows things that fit to come into our life because it's trying to shift our faith. 
See, it's not always that this is a bad thing. It's not always that this thing isn't going to fit. It's not always that the relationship can't work. It's not always that the car isn't a good car or this isn't a good opportunity. Sometimes it's a good opportunity. It's just not good for your faith. It's not good for your relationship with God. It's not good for your consistency. It's not good for where you're trying to go. It's not that it's a bad thing. It's just not good for you because the enemy will allow things to come into your life or try to place things in your life that shift your faith. They fit into place, but it shifts your faith. And see, this is tricky for us because we automatically think if it fits, then it must go here. If it fits, then it must be good. If it fits and God allowed it, then it must be his will. That's where we really get it confused. Well, God, you allowed it, so it must be your will. But we have to remember that every good thing isn't a God thing. Just because it fits don't mean it need to stay because it may be shifting your faith. And as I was doing my quiet time, God led me to the story of Hezekiah. And in the story of Hezekiah, it starts in 2 Chronicles chapter 32. And the chapter starts off talking about after all that Hezekiah had so faithfully done, Sennacherib, uh-uh, we just going to name him the king, okay? The king of Assyria came and invaded Judah. So it lets us know that Hezekiah was faithful, but a king still came and invaded Judah. In 2 Chronicles chapter 32, verses 1 through 6, it talks about how Hezekiah began to prepare for the war that this king was trying to wage on them. But when you get to 2 Chronicles chapter 32 and verse 7, it says, Hezekiah encouraged the people by saying, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of the king of Assyria and the vast army with him. For there is a greater power with us than with him. With him is only the arm of flesh, but with us is the Lord our God to help us and to fight our battles. And the people gained confidence from what Hezekiah, the king of Judah, said. So what God allowed me to see is even though Hezekiah knew that the king of Assyria was waging war, he still spoke words of faith. This was his posture. Then Second Chronicles chapter 32 verse 10 talks about what the king of Assyria had to say in response. And he started off by saying, on what are you basing your confidence? Verse 11 says, when Hezekiah says the Lord our God will save us from the hand of the king of Assyria, he is misleading you to let you die of hunger and thirst. So what I saw in this from reading in verse 10 all the way to verse 19, the king of Assyria was threatening Hezekiah and the people of Judah. In verse 13, he said, did you not know what I and my predecessors have done to all the peoples of the other lands? Were the gods of those nations ever able to deliver their land from my hand? Who of all the gods of these nations that my predecessors destroyed have been able to save his people from me? How then can your God deliver you from my hand? Now do not let Hezekiah deceive you and mislead you like this. Do not believe him for no God of any nation or kingdom has been able to deliver his people from my hand or the hand of my predecessors. How much less will your God deliver you from my hand? Even in verse 17, it says that the king of Assyria said, just as the gods of the people of the other lands did not rescue their people from my hand, so the God of Hezekiah will not rescue his people from my hand. Like he really had a lot to say. And all that talking just don't sit well with me. Like he was really putting his Twitter fingers to work. So in verse seven, we have Hezekiah telling the people of Judah, be strong and courageous, do not be afraid. But then from verses 10 to 19, we have the king of Assyria telling, 
telling them Hezekiah is misleading you. Don't trust him. He's trying to deceive you. I've destroyed many nations. None of their kings stood up for them. So what make you think your king or your Lord or your God is going to stand up for you? Nobody's going to be able to deliver you from my hand and just talking his talk. So he did that from verse 10 to verse 19. But verse 20 says, King Hezekiah and the prophet Isaiah, son of Amos, cried out in prayer to heaven about this. When you read it in another translation, it says King Hezekiah's response was in prayer. He did not respond to the king of Assyria. He responded in prayer by calling out to God in heaven about this situation and asking God to help you. He didn't have anything to say back to this man that's doing all this typing. He didn't have anything to say back to this man that's sending paragraphs. He didn't have anything to say back to this man that got time to sit and talk for nine verses. In verse 20, it says Hezekiah's response was in prayer. Now, this is where things are about to go real fast. So I need you to put on your seatbelt. Okay, buckle up, Buki, because it's about to go real fast. So verse 20 says King Hezekiah cried out in prayer. That was his response. Then verse 21 says, and the Lord sent an angel who killed all of the soldiers and the commanders in the camp of the Ezrian king. So the Ezrian king withdrew to his own land because he was in such disgrace. And when he went into the temple of God, some of his sons, his own flesh and blood, cut him down with the sword and killed him. Then verse 22 says, so the Lord saved Hezekiah and the people of Jerusalem from the hand of the king of Azariah and from the hand of all others. He took care of them on every side. He took care of them on every side. He took care of them on every side. This is what the shift is sent to do. The shift is sent to get you off of your post. The shift is sent to mess up your structure. The shift is sent to get you out of alignment. The shift is sent to move your faith. And God said, I need you to study the shift. I need you to study what they saying in verses 10 through 19. I need you to study their opinions that they keep giving you willingly. I need you to study their opinions that they're sending to you without you asking. I need you to study this situation that's trying to make you lose faith. I need you to study this health report that doesn't even align with what I told you. I need you to study this relationship that doesn't look like what I told you love should look like. I need you to study this situation when it comes to this job that I told you to apply for. I need you to study my word because I need you to understand that the shift is sent just to see what you're going to say. Just to see what you're going to say when we talk about studying the shift and we talk about new seasons of life and new things being presented to you, God is testing your response. Study the shift. How are you going to respond when something new is presented to you? How are you going to respond when it doesn't look like how you thought it would look like? How is you? How are you going to respond when it doesn't feel how you thought it would feel? God said, I need you to study the shift because from verse 10 to 19, the king of Assyria kept sending different shifts. And see, the thing about the shift is just like I said earlier, sometimes the situation fits into our lives and it's also filled with facts. So that's what really catches us off guard. God is showing us today that it can fit in the situation. It can be filled with facts, but it cannot override faith. Everything that the king of Assyria was saying in verse 10 through 19 was true. He did destroy plenty of nations. He did come against plenty of people and him and his predecessors were successful in 
every attack that was facts and everything that he was saying it fit into the situation he was right these nations could not stand a chance against him so yes this shift it does fit into the situation because he was waging war with hezekiah and yes this shift it is full of facts because he did take out all the other nations and all the other people but god says today even if it fits and even if it's filled with facts it still can't stand a chance against faith i don't care about it fitting into your life i don't care about it being facts it still can't stand a chance against faith you have to be so rooted in god and what god said that even when situations and circumstances fit into the situation and are filled with facts you still have faith above all so I know how the process really works and I know that you speak in facts, but I still got faith. And I know that this situation does apply to me. I shouldn't be able to get the job. I shouldn't be able to get the house because I don't have all of the, I don't have all of the money. I shouldn't be able to get approved because I don't meet all of the requirements. I shouldn't be able to have that opportunity because I'm not really skilled enough. I don't have a lot of experience. It fits the situation and it's filled with facts, but I still got faith. I understand that this situation is trying to shift my structure. I have to still stand solid on faith even when I'm in the face of facts I have to stand solid on faith even when what's said is fitting into the situation God said I need you to study the shift it's trying to get you off your post it's trying to make you doubt my word it's trying to make you grow weary I need you to study the shift because the enemy will send things your way and they are sent to try to shift you from where you've been standing but God said just like Hezekiah in verse 7 Hezekiah said be strong and courageous for the Lord will deliver us in verse 10 it was a shift sin in verse 11 it was a shift sin all the way to verse 19 but verse 20 says that hezekiah cried out in prayer because regardless of the shift that was sent he still stood solid regardless of the shift that was sent he still held on to his faith regardless of the shift that was sent he knew who was truly in control and verse 21 says that the lord sent an angel that killed all of the soldiers and all of the commanders in the whole camp just that quick. The amount of verses that the king of Assyria spent threatening Hezekiah was nine. It was from verse 10 through 19. It's going to be a long time that you got to stand. It's going to be a long time that you got to wait. It's going to be a long time that you got to believe what God said and still hear what they saying and still see nothing and still feel nothing. It's going to be nine verses worth of time that you have to stand there and see how this shift is trying to shift you. But then verse 20 said, Hezekiah cried out to God because God is reminding us today, don't move off your post. Don't move out of your posture. Don't change your position. Continue to stay in prayer. Continue to press into my presence. Continue to stay into your word because this shift is trying to shift you. This shift is trying to shift your faith. This shift is trying to move your structure. I need you to stay solid like Hezekiah did in verse 20. It says, even after nine verses of being threatened, Hezekiah cried out in prayer. Then verse 21 says, God sent the angel that killed all the soldiers and all the commanders just like that. Verse 22 says, so the Lord saved Hezekiah and all his people. He took care of them on every side. And then verse 23 ends with saying, many brought offerings to Jerusalem for the Lord and valuable gifts for Hezekiah, king of Judah. From then on, he was highly regarded by all the nations. Because he didn't allow the shift to shift him, because he didn't allow what fit or what was facts to rob him of his faith, he was highly regarded by all the nations because he stood solid.
And that's today's seed, the standing solid seed. And you can sow that to dollar sign at Christian Bay or PayPal Zelda Christian Bay at gmail.com. Standing solid seed. Just like the face care products that I used this morning, when I put the moisturizer in, it turned the other products backwards. God said, don't allow situations to turn you around. I don't care how much they fit, how much they apply, how much facts they have, how much you saw it happen to other people, how much it looks like this could be true, how much, dang, I've been hearing that from a lot of people for nine verses people been telling me that this is how it usually goes god said i need you to study the shift and understand that it's trying to shift your faith understand that it's trying to get you out of position i don't care how it fits or how much facts it is stand on your faith let's pray Father God, first and foremost, thank you for waking us up and blessing us with another day. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to be in your presence, to be in your word, to be able to read your word. Father God, thank you for vision. Thank you for understanding. Thank you for wisdom, being able to process your word and what you're showing in today's revelation. Father God, we thank you for the things that we can't see. We thank you for the things that we take for granted. Father God, we thank you for your presence. We thank you for peace that surpasses all understanding. We thank you for understanding that you are with us and you have gone ahead of us to make our cricket path straight. Father God, today we submit ourselves to you and we let you know that we thank you for all that you do and we are going to do our part by standing solid. Regardless of the shift that's sent our way, regardless of the words that people say, regardless of how our feelings try to make us feel and how things are sent to cause us to waver or sway from left and right. Father God, today we promise you that we are standing solid on what you said and we understand that some shifts just come to try to rob us of faith but we won't allow situations that fit or situations that are filled with facts to rob us of our faith. Today, we are sowing and we are saying that we are standing solid on what you said, Father God. We love you and we'll forever praise your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I love you guys so much. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Christian Bay TV and podcast. There will be a new fall fashion video on my YouTube today, so make sure you subscribe to the Christian Bay TV. I love you guys and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye.